Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Well, how is everyone doing? Welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate Podcast. And let's just get straight into this one. This is a Watford review, and I'm delighted I've got Paddy here. Um, Twitter has been my best friend and worst nightmare over the last 48 hours, and I need a real person to talk to. So I'm <laughs> delighted Paddy is, Paddy is here. And uh, I am going to do something that I haven't probably ever done. And I'm going to take such a backseat for the first 15, 20 minutes. It's, it's just going to be it's it's just going to be one of these things. So I'm actually going to let Paddy talk for once, which is going to be I know. Put this one, mark this one down in your calendars. First time for absolutely everything. I'm going to watch Paddy talk. And because of the subject matter that we're talking about, I'm going to need to put myself in a good mood. So I'm going to eat and cake. Does anyone else want cake? I've got cake. I'm going to eat and cake. And... I'm going to wash it down with a beer because I have a funny feeling this one's going to be emotional tonight. And without further ado, Paddy, how are you doing today? I'm wonderful. I'm absolutely wonderful. Uh, all, all but, uh, all but uh, Villa made my weekend, but can't have it all, I suppose. So we're going to have to sit here and pick through the bones of it. And if you're expecting me to talk for 15 minutes, you're probably mistaken. <laughs> Because, I'm only uh, too. I'm, I'm, I'm only joking. Oh, but I do want you to. I do want, want your want your take on it because I haven't even really spoken to you since the game. No, well, we we sent a couple. Well, the first the first thing I did at five o'clock on Saturday was turn off my phone and go to the pub. So <laughs> I can safely say the villa drove me to drink on Saturday. So uh, five or six points in, I was feeling a little bit better and made my way home and had an early night. So I ensured. That I would get a good night's sleep after probably 
their worst performance since we lost 3-0 to Wigan way back when. That's the way it felt anyway. Whether it was or not, that's my opinion. But that's how it felt. I haven't felt as bad. Even after being in Villa Park when we lost 3-2 to Wolves, I haven't felt as bad after a game as I did that weekend since we lost 3-0 to, to Wigan under Dean or under wasn't even under Dean Smith. It was still Steve Bruce, was it? I can't remember. Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I was majorly pissed off on Saturday. That that that's the only way I can describe it. Um we'll get into the nuts and bolts of it in in a few minutes, I'm sure. But it was just the hardest watch. Definitely since we got back up to the Premier League. No problem being played off the park, but just being overcomplicating the whole system and basically just hamstrung ourselves and stopped us from scoring goals. I'm just, I'm at, I'm at a loss now to, to to see where we go from here. But the one saving grace is he keeps saying it's on him. So uh, we, we, can, we can go all in and say, yes, it is on him because he picked the tactics, he picked the team. Um, not that I have any problem with the team. I think I think we probably had our strongest team out there. Um, but I just don't get what's going on with the tactics. I don't get that the ball has to go to a Matt Cash to give the ball back to them with his poor cross. Luca Dean's a bit better. But this business of our two majorly strong attacking outlets of John McGinn and Ramsey turning into fullbacks when the two boys overlap just leaves me scratching my head. I just don't know what we're at. I honestly don't know what we're at. I have i don't recall ever seeing him do this at Rangers, but in the last couple of games, I've just literally been scratching my head because I just cannot get my head around it. Surely fullbacks are there to be fullbacks. If they're not good at getting the ball into the box, then let the likes of Mahin and Ramsey run with the ball or, you know, do something special. Surely they're a better attacking option to be using um, than uh, using Matt Cash, who for some reason is not great at crossing the ball. For some, like I think we thought all along he was, but he's not. It's not happening. Even even when he's getting to the byline and pulling it back, it's not hitting his target. There's so much going on that, you know, where, where do we start? <laughs> now, that wasn't quite 15 minutes, Neil, but it's time for you to take over. No, and to be honest with you, I kind of turned down, I turned down my uh, my headphones because I thought you were going to go right fire and brimstone. That was very measured. But you see, I, th- I think the difference, the difference between when I get annoyed and how I'm feeling now is I just feel defeatist. Now I'm just, I'm just so annoyed and just, I just, I just don't know how with the players he has that he can put a performance like that together. And I, I'm just, it, it's because of the unknown. It's because I'm scratching my head. If somebody, if the, if the 11 players went out and were absolutely shit, it's easier to, to go all in and start shouting about people. But this this is all on the management team. They set them out that way. Um, I, I think I said to you at one stage, um, <laughs> we got rid of all those players. And ironically, with the crosses that were being put in, 
it was probably a night for Keenan Davis, yeah. <laughs> who's tearing it up at Nottingham Forest at the moment. And look, Danny Ings isn't tall enough. Ollie Watkins is not going to get there. So, you know, it's it's back to the drawing board and how, how they're going to find. Like, I think when when Ollie Watkins come on, I messaged you after two minutes. I said, it's already better. And you replied and went, no, it's not. Because you were right, because it felt you were two minutes ahead of me. It fell apart after the two minutes. <laughs> I was like, no, no, it's not. Because it's still playing that ball around in that in, in that area on the left-hand side. Yeah. But it looked it looked like for two minutes we were going for it, and then it, then it just reverted back to what it was, and it just I just I'm I'm at a loss to to why he's doing it, um, especially given what whatever about Leeds we we were we were better attacking against Leeds, or maybe Leeds were just poor in defence. I've no idea, but the last two games we've been absolutely rubbish, absolutely rubbish, and I just don't know what to say. For once. Well, Paddy, we will get on to that and we will take a look at why we were. Well, we looked like we had attacking intent at Leeds. We'll also take a look at the Newcastle game. We'll take a look at the Watford game as well because I came prepared tonight. Um, I didn't want to just be screaming into the ether because that's what Twitter is for. And that's what, um, that's what I did on Saturday night. Um Specifically in my in my DMs, not so much in, on, on the public forum. But it was, one of, it was one or two people that DM me and I uncharacteristically kind of took it out on them. And then I realized halfway through sending a message, I went, wait a minute. Um, we're both wrong. My, the, the person that I was, I was DMing, I was like, we're both wrong because we're actually both right. But the fact that we're both slating each other. Because we're trying to make the other person believe that, like I was trying to make the other person, no, 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 you're 100% wrong, it's definitely system. He's there, no, 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 you're 100% wrong, it's definitely players. And I went, wait a minute, it's a bit of give and take here. And it has to mm. be a bit of give and take. And, and I think when you look at it, it is because, but at the end of the day, the players are the employees and the manager is the manager. So I think that maybe Stephen Jared. Uh, and we'll get on to it, but I, I, I'm, I suppose, spoiler, I'm kind of giving you the end of the novel first before you have to go through the first two or three chapters. And I think what it is, is that, yes, Stephen Gerrard's system is his system. We know it, it worked in the Europa League, it worked in, in Scotland, and it may very well work fast in Villa because Liverpool do it, do it, do more or less play the exact same system as well. And if Stephen Gerrard doesn't think that he has the players at his disposal right now, my view is that Stephen Gerrard should tweak the system Root and branch review in the summer when we have a, when we have a transfer window open, and then implement his system. I think it's an incredibly difficult system to implement anyway because of it's 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 at the moment we're making it look useless because we're bunched <clears throat> and we're going to show that in a moment. We're so bunched. Have you ever seen Liverpool look bunched in the way that they implement this and they more or less implement this exact same system? And I've never seen Liverpool look so caught up or bunched as they do, but we do. And it's not that the players can't play it, maybe. It's not that... Maybe it is. It's not that Stephen Gerrard can't implement it. But I think potentially it could be a, a, a timing thing. But that's not going to butter any parsnips for me, you, or for the, the 45,000 to go to Villa Park every week. What it's going to butter parsnips is adapting to what we have at the moment and then utilising a full off-season to, to implement your plan. So that's, my cons that, that's going to be my concise trying to be rational piece on it in, in a moment. 
I'm yeah, going to just the... before I, I I bring up some slides and we're going to actually go to some comments first from from some of the guys that are there because I don't think anybody's wrong in how they feel here. And the worst thing that I've seen on Twitter is that everybody's giving out to each other like I was in my DMs going, oh, it's not the players, it's the system. And they're going, no, it's the players, it's not the system. We're yeah. both equally right because at the end of the day, the, like it's, there should be, you should be able to tweak to what you have. But then again, the players should, the player, there are a couple of players that do need to up their level. They do. That's that's like no, I'm not going to win any Pulitzer prizes for investigative journalism for that one. Like, but uh, you know, it's it's that that to me is the case. But um, where was I going? What was I going to say? Yeah. So just m- my own kind of tiny view on what for game was. We shot ourselves in the foot. We went we went out in that field with a loaded double barrel shotgun and we pulled both triggers and blew our toes off. That's what we did because we were by far the more attacking, the 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 better. Even I would need, nearly even go so far as we were in the first half and, and up until Ali Watkins came on, we were a better set up team. We looked pretty yeah, they had one or two chances and what and Martinez had to make a save. That's fine, that happens. But I thought we were dictating the game. I didn't think I I never never once thought that Watford were going to score. I thought, just excuse me. I thought we'd nick one from a corner because I never thought we were going to get one from open play. And then they cut us and they broke us and they beat us one nil. Yeah. And I was like an absolute rabid dog. And that's the short synopsis of how I felt on Saturday. I wasn't happy, even though I wasn't happy being at nil all because I could see that our attacking work just was not there. We had no attacking impetus whatsoever. Well, um, the, the ironic thing is here and. We'll, we'll take you back to the team sheet tantrum. You said in the team sheet tantrum that we were going to get a penalty. And yep. up, up until that penalty decision, I I thought we were wide open. I thought we I thought we, we went at them. There was, there was space all over the park. And then it was just like, we stopped. And it was like, a penalty. Oh, it was a penalty, yeah. Penalty all day long. Like, penalty all day long for what's been given today. It's but like that's neither here nor there. Well, I do believe if we'd have gone one nil up, it would have been a completely different game. But it's uh, you know, it, it's very hard to take those penalties not being given <clears throat> when they're given all day long at Old Trafford or Anfield or, or or City of Manchester Stadium, wherever the fuck it's called. And and we we go there, and you just you just have this arrogant fool. You know, why didn't he go and look at it? Because yeah, somebody, somebody really made a decision for him. I, th- I, I thought he should have had a look at it. Definitely. It's it, it's a funny one, Paddy, because, you know, go, rewinding back three years ago, it was 2019 when VAR came in. First year we were back in the Premier League, I think VAR came in. And everybody was saying, ah, listen, look, don't want it to be stopping the game, don't want it to be stopping the game. I'm now of the opinion that I don't care how long it takes as long as you get it right, that every contentious decision gets looked at. That like your your human error is, I decide whether I look at it or whether I don't. That's where your corruption comes in, and I use corruption from not from a, a backhander taking money. And I'm not saying that the Premier League is corrupt. I don't think it is. I just think you've got incompetence, and I think that if you take out incompetence by having an edict, rule, or law which says every contentious decision is is reviewed, and every that what they have is the that. I'd nearly even go so far as to say this. That every decision is reviewed. No, we're getting into VAR. I'm not even going to go into this because we'll be here for another 25 minutes discussing my proposal. Remind me about my proposal of having um, 
an a, a person in, in in each dugout that talks to um the toxic stocky pack. Remind me about that proposal at some stage in the future, but I'm not going to go into it now. Um, but you, yes, you're you right. The decision. What? You've just told them already. <laughs> well, I've to, I've told them already, but but it go, it goes a small <laughs> bit deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Go on. Uh, sorry, uh, the penalty was a penalty. I thought myself, and and I thought that I don't think it rattled us, but I just we we didn't get in behind them after. We, well, I, well, I think, we're, I think we, we were major, I think we were majorly pissed off, and it took the wind out of our sails for that period of time. And I, I I just thought we never got going again after it. That was the extent of our, you know, that that was the best attacking period of the game for us. I thought we looked like we had them, and we looked like we had the beating of them. And then we we never did again. They were just so congested. We couldn't get through. We couldn't pass our way through. We couldn't cross our way through. There was no way through. But does the, and that's where it comes into. So two weeks in a row, I suppose last yet yeah, that the Watford game, I came away from a feeling. Oh, we kind of played ourselves out of. We played ourselves out of contention in that because our attacking play was so convoluted. We were so we had so many people. We just we congested all the space that we had, and and I'm going to show you something in a moment that will probably explain that. And we've done it probably in the last three games as well. Um, against what against Newcastle, I thought we just didn't have the players that wanted to take it by the scruff of the neck. I thought they were there for the taking. Um, Watford were there for the taking as well, but what they did is they just sat back and they just hoped that they could defend, 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 and catch us on the break because they left Ishmael Asar a mile. Ishmael Asar lived offside for the day. It's just they couldn't get the ball anywhere near him. Um, and that's that's shown by his position map. And when you see it in a moment, when you see where his average position was. He's a mile offside for nearly the whole for the whole day. So he just he just he used the stretching. He stretched us, um, or he was there to stretch us. They just couldn't get they just couldn't get the ball um, at all. Um, so there is uh, so so for me, I think that uh, like when we go back to the to the leadership and composure piece, like if, if after five minutes, if after five minutes you have a team that crumbles because they don't get a penalty decision at home against a team that hasn't won in nine games and you've got all the firepower that you have. That's where you can talk about the players. That's where you can talk about the players, but I don't think that's where you can talk about the management. But what you can talk about the management piece is when you look at where the players are setting up. And in fact, a lot of our, our, our um, attacks broke down because we got in each other's way. And we 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 got in each other's way, and we had to take the ball wide. There was no one running past. There was no one making runs off the last shoulder. There was opportunities to do it. There was no one running past Danny Ings. If Ings didn't make a move, we just went out wide, and then we all just sauntered into the box at a slow pace, wait for Dina or Cash to cross it in. And and, and that's that that's that's um that's that's what that's what kind of frustrated me the most. We're going to get. To, I I want to bring up the, the the slides that I have because look. We're late doing this review, and I think a lot of people have heard an awful lot of, uh, of probably the same things. And I think what I wanted to look at is I wanted to kind of get your opinion on this, Paddy. When we look at it in the cold light of day, things like our shot map, the statistics, you know, and I want to take a small look back because the creativity, the lack of creativity has been there. We've had a lack of creativity since Stephen Jarrett has taken over. And I think, a small, I think it's only small tweaks are needed to change because I think this can be fixed. But before we do that, let's have a quick look at some of the comments that have come in there. Um, where are we? So I'm just going to go back here. Um, someone asked me, I think I saw someone, someone asked me what type of cake I had. I had a coffee ghetto. I actually have the full cake here beside me. 
I was tempted to eat it all. But uh, Paddy didn't let Paddy didn't talk that long enough. Uh, Seb says Paddy with a legendary rant. Just jokes, guys. Chin up and hope you're all doing better since the weekend. Absolutely. Um, uh, so Michael says still the scale has never been tipped clearly in favour of optimism. I still had this nagging thought that the appointment of Liverpool legend had been a knee-jerk reactive decision. Maybe, but I, I think we're we're only what twelve games into his tenure. So uh, and look, I think. I think that needs to be addressed too in what we're talking about. You know, a lot of people are saying some absolute rubbish. There's nobody calling for him to be sacked. No, 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 we're not. No, this, this we... is this is a, now. Don't get me wrong. I'm absolutely beyond pissed off with the last three games. If you recall, before that Leeds game, I said to you, "Yes, I still believe we're in the fight for Europe." Now we're looking over our shoulder again. So, I, that's, I listened to Dan. Ronald, I, I'm not. I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about relegation. But no. that's. That's the fine line between one and the other is these three games because we've been absolutely shit. That's that. This is the thing that annoys me. I put it up on Twitter. I goes, I think it might finish me off. Well, the other thing that will finish me off is if I ever see Ashley Young right back again. I hate to say I told you so, but like I've been crying out to say Ashley Young cannot play right back. And he mm. was completely out of position for the, 20, for the 20 minutes he was on and it showed for the goal. He just got beaten all ends up by Dennis to the ball. Dina didn't cover himself in glory either. He left Ishmael Asar do what he wanted with the ball on that side. I would have been, I would have preferred if we were a bit more cute in that aspect. I don't know, was it Dina or was it Douglas Louise got across to him? Somebody should just clip the legs from under him. Take the free. What difference does it make? Take a yellow card and move on. What difference does it make? Absolutely, yeah. We were, we were exposed at that stage. Um, mm. And that's something that, once again, Leadership and composure. Like when you talk about composure, sometimes you have to be composed enough to know when to make a foul. You know that guy to to be rash to to be to be thoughtfully rash is composed as well at the same time. The oxymoron that it is. Um, but I think that's that that's an interesting one. Um, uh, where are we? Uh, sorry, there's tons of stuff. Uh, and Jared mentions here their ball came from Bailey losing the ball in our attack. But why did we allow Sar so much time to pick his cross exactly? Bailey came on, and I, I, I genuinely, I, 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 I don't think Bailey had a clue where he was playing at the weekend when he came on. And the three substitutions I thought completely unbalanced our team, and we looked awful when we had to treat him. Absolutely off. We looked worse when we had yep. to treat him on, and we shouldn't have looked worse because there's arguably two of them should have been able to come in and up the level of play. But they didn't. Uh, and, and that, to me, was an issue as well. And uh, that, that to me, potentially is an issue with the system, that if it's that niche that you have to have X, Y, and Z player to play in it, to me, then, is it too high maintenance? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing out questions here. I'm not, I'm not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I think that I, I, I think it can be got right, as I say, with, with a, couple of, a couple of changes. Um, where are we? More than a couple. Uh, I, I, I think it's tactical changes more so than anything else because we can't go out yeah. and buy people, and I, and well, he I bought people. Think, I just don't think that Sansan <laughs> is the is is the prodigal son. He could. Like, I don't. I, I, don't I like either. Sansan, but I the, the, the problem the the neither is bringing on Ashley Young at right back just across the ball. Oh, no, never again. Please, <laughs> never again. Never again. Please, 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 please. please. This should never no have happened in the first no place. Reason. There's no other logical reason why he was brought on other than to improve the crossing into the box. I just I just can't get my head around it. I just, I'm at a loss to why he was brought on. <laughs> it's just, mm. if he was brought on further up the pitch, I would have I would have went fine. But, but being brought on for the right full just because of his crossing ability, which... 
again, didn't happen either. So that's the only logical opinion I have on why Ashley Young was brought onto the pitch. I see a couple of people here have an issue with small tweaks. I, 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 I like what, what, what more do you do? Like small tweaks could be playing four two three one and creating an extra space in midfield. Like I've said, small tweaks well, are keeping. Keep I don't the, think that's full a small tweak. I don't think that's a small tweak. I don't think what he's doing well, to keep, me, keeping, keeping to our, me two, huge... our two Sorry, eights playing left full and right full. That's a big tweak that should never have happened. So he needs to go back to basics. Keep keep the four at the back. And, and let us look at it, attack in a different way. Because if we're going to pump balls into the box, we need to bring back Peter Crouch or, or Dion Dublin or someone like that because it's just not going to work. We, we need, we need fella, if, if that's the way we're going to play, we need centre-forwards in there battering the centre-halves and we just haven't got it. But Paddy, big, like, that's, that to me is a small tweak. Is exactly what I'm trying to say is it's, you don't need to go out and spend another £200 million on new players to, to beat but, Watford. At home. But at, at 60, 70 minutes on, on uh, Saturday, that tweak could no, have been no, made. No, 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 no. That's not what I was talking about. I'm talking about can this be fixed for the rest of the season? And and that's where I think the small tweaks come in. By literally sure, just yeah. keeping two people at home. Mm. I, and that, that's, that's, that's what I think. There's always a fix. The fix the fix isn't with the players. We have what we have. We had our best team well, out there. The weekend. But the, fi- the fix is... He he needs to change the tactics. He needs to change how we're going about scoring goals because all all they've done is drop the midfield a little bit lower and stifled Buendia and stifled Philip Coutinho. Mm-hmm. So that ball from the end line was absolutely going nowhere because we're, we our other option, which is Ramsey and McGinn, are playing left and right back. So Let's have a look. Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome to a stat sheet that you may or may not be able to see or you may have to squint in to see. But what I want to draw your attention to is the position map. Can I actually take us off completely, Paddy? Can I Can I move this around? No, it doesn't make it any bigger. Um, I've heard that before. Uh, <laughs> position map here. This is, this is, so what I did was I took... Uh, the two position maps from who scored, I overlaid one on top of the other, and I've obviously just placed in where our players were, so we can see where our players were, as opposed to having the the uh, orange dots. One of two things. Can can anybody defend the team being sent out like that? And the second thing is. Can anyone actually really believe a team was sent out like that? So I don't believe the team was sent out to play in that formation or in, in, in that bunch. It obviously wasn't that formation. Don't get me wrong. These aren't formational maps. There's no way the team was sent out to play in that bunch. But the team ended up in that bunch. So when I talk about that it's both players and management, that if you're going to play this system, and this system is so intricate, if it is so intricate, I'm not even 100% sure. I do think it's a system born out of footballing theory. And I think that you need to catch lightning in a bottle to be able to, to, to get it straight away. I think it needs time to work on. And I think that's fair enough to say. I don't think, I don't think that's quite, that's not controversial. I'm not trying to be controversial by saying that because I think it's true. But when you look at this, the furthest man forward we had at the weekend was Dina. That shows you no one's running past the defenders. Look, like we've Jacob Ramsey, we've Coutinho, we've Danny Ings all standing in a five-yard circle, in a five, uh, a line of five yards. Against Newcastle, we had the same thing. We had people out in the wing. 
passing the ball amongst amongst each other in small little triangles. And Newcastle could just filter people back, have people back there, and it was it was of no interest to them to do anything else. We look over to the right hand side. Look where our two centre halves played most of the game. Look where our two centre halves played most of the game. There's no way a team is set out to do that. So for me, the twofold piece on it, it ha- and it just has to be. I, I came out, I watched the game, and I went, oh, my God, the system is so wrong. And then when you look at it, and when I watched it back, I watched this game back a full time, full second time again, I had a dodgy recording off an absolutely rotten stream that had a big Chinese logo in the middle of it. Paddy, I sent him, a, sent him a, <laughs> a, a, a picture of it. And then I watched the second half back again, and I was like, I, I just couldn't make head nor tail. When the substitutions came in, it just went all over the place. It was like, a bad tachyograph off a, of, of a truck. It was a bad uh, look. It must have been. I don't have any data on that. But, like, this is just wrong. Like, to be that overwhelmingly favouring the left-hand side and then to kill ourselves by just putting all our players into one small spot just makes no sense. It makes no sense. So, I think, I don't think the players were told to go out like that, but I think the system that the players were told to go out and play or the system that the players are told to play by having that many people in midfield is causing this congestion. So the small tweaks for me are you go back to having two sixes and you go back to having fullbacks closer to home and you push Coutinho Buendia outside. Uh, or not out wide. I'm not even saying out wide. But you have maybe set up a tree behind behind Ings or Watkins. We need to find space. Our players aren't don't seem like they're capable of creating their own space. Against Leeds, it worked. And, and I hear you say it worked against Leeds. Now, Take a look at where the two the two centre halves are there. So you can just see there's one centre half here just underneath uh, Luca Dean, and there's another one here, twenty two, for for Watford, Cat Carton Samir, against Leeds. This is Leeds' position map. Look where their two centre halves are. Look at all that lovely luscious grass in behind, and that's where we made our hair while the sun shined. Look and where Ollie Watkins was. Does anyone remember the two goals that Ramsey got? Watkins was in this position. He made those runs. Ramsey just came across the across the two centre halves and, and and took up the ball from Coutinho. So big differences. This works really well, but when it worked really well against Leeds, but when teams do this, it was we were the masters of our, down, our own downfall because we played all the ball amongst uh, around in front of in front of, 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 of the defenders. Look, you just look at our shot map up here as well. Look at all those lovely shots. I, I called for shots. I probably cursed the team in this one. Look at all those lovely shots from out here. Absolute no good. No good whatsoever. We had one shot in target with eight blocked. We had 11 missed. We had seven, uh, 17 shots from that were in play. We had two chances from corners. We had two headers, which uh, which was only one header. One of those headers. And the other corner, the other chance for a corner was McGinn from out here somewhere. Out here on the edge of the box from a corner. And we had one free kick from Dino who genuinely, like, we've, we've a set-piece coach and had a left-footed free kick taker taking a free kick from where it was. To me, was mind-boggling. Because once again, it had to be absolutely perfect. And it certainly wasn't. So that's Watford in a nutshell for me. Paddy, I cut you off. You were, you were talking there, but I was in mid-floor. Can't remember. Uh, we were talking about, about uh, I think it was about the Leeds game. Maybe it was here the two centre halves, and then Leeds mm. being up being up so high. Yeah, well, you can see it's noticeably different. You know, we, we've said I've said this a couple of times in the last few weeks. We need to be playing with this system. We need to be playing teams that are playing a high line. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. Um, like even, even people talking about um, the system in Rangers, 
if he plays that system in Rangers, he's going to go one nil up early on. The Scottish league is absolutely dreadful. The, the teams are going to be playing a high line to try and score a goal, and that's how they went and scored three or four every week. And that's how it works in Scotland, but it does not work that way in the Premier League. But it's, it's uh, as I say, like for me, I, I expended a lot of energy that I wish I could get back uh, on Saturday night by trying to, like, by being so one sided in my own thought process. I know, like, I can't speak for anyone else, but like, there was no one that could, like, I have a tweet out there saying, there is no one that can convince me that you can't put a system together that can only get one shot at home against Watford or something to that effect. I had that tweet out and, and, about about ten o'clock that night, I went. I can hardly delete it now and get away with without saying I never said it, did I? Because I watched it back again. And when you look at stuff like this, that yes, the system is incorrect as well. But look, there's there were so many other moving parts that there's no way Stephen Gerrard looks back at this and goes, "Oh my God, what let's, let's what were you doing?" You know, yeah. like there's just no way <laughs> the team was set out to do this. There's no way. No. But if there were. But but I think that the system leads this to leads this this congealing in the middle, which is really really difficult. And it's really it's it's really difficult to watch. Like I know we can all see it there. It's really difficult to watch. Um, the one thing can I it, will say is, uh, sorry, Gwen. Can I can I put a comment up there? Will it will it throw everything uh, off of it? I'd be able to, yeah. I I can't see uh, the comments now. Two before before I start, there's two comments I want to put up here. Okay, the first yeah. one is this. Seb says. Are our new players coachable? Um, we, we look at Bailey Buendia that you've mentioned and probably Coutinho. In my opinion, they don't need to be coached. Absolutely. <laughs> they're not the problem. <laughs> um, they're playing in a system that they've been told to play in, so that, that isn't the problem. But uh, this one here, uh, thanks very much in your head, James Man. Anyone know what Jared's training style is like? Maybe they're over overtraining, not test enough come match day. I'm clutching at straws. I don't think you're clutching at straws here. I think you've hit a very valid point. I, I had a, a, converse, a conversation with a really good football man who I, I trust with today while I was driving home from work. And we both came to this conclusion that these players look tired and it didn't look it didn't look like they should be tired after having effectively a week off, then a little mini preseason, and then back in. They shouldn't be tired. And, you know, there's a lot of people mentioning that there's extra sessions going on. What are they doing in the extra sessions? Are they working on this system in the extra sessions? I've no idea. But I think they look tired at the weekend. I think a few of them look very, very leggy towards the end of the game. I don't know. Um, I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I, I think, as I say, I think this system is difficult like it, it's diff it's it, it is a difficult system to play because you know you try being a left or right back in this system you know you need to be absolutely inch perfect every single time and that's why trent alexander arnold and and uh andy robertson are able to play it because they're inch perfect every single time but then again they've got what they probably have 120 games playing it underneath their belt mm -hmm. uh dina and cash have 12 you know so um and they like for all the for all the stick sometimes the players like Jordan Henderson or someone like get gets gets from playing in in and I think he's one of one of the more underrated players uh, around. You know you need that water carrier in the middle of midfield and Jordan Henderson does it and obviously they've got Fabinho in there beside him as well who's an absolute yeah. who's brilliant. And the reason I'm bringing up Liverpool as well is that you know when people say the players aren't good enough, 
I think it's more so that the player is probably just like it. it <laughs> I think it's, I think it takes time, and I and and it's not being a cop out because I do think that the system causes issues like we see here. The the this because players don't understand it. And I think that's fair enough to say as well. Like, you look at all these players as well, Coutinho, Bundia, Ings. This is the first game they've ever played together. Mm. It's probably only the second game that Ings and Bundia, or the, maybe the third game that Ings and Bundia have ever played together. Possibly. I'm wrong in that. Mm. Actually, I'm very wrong in that because I completely forgot that Bundia was here at the start of the season. Because <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do much. <laughs> well, it's, a, it's a possibility. You know. Um, I, th- I think the system is slightly different to Liverpool in that those two tens that we play would be slightly wider in the Liverpool system. It's not identical. Um, mm. And plus, Liverpool are Liverpool, so teams automatically are sitting deeper. And I think that's what Steven Jarrett is expecting to happen. But we're getting caught in the break. <laughs> we got caught in the break at the weekend. But, but you, and you can see why we're getting caught here in the break. Look, 23 is Ishmael Asar. Mm. Like, look. Look, look where 23 is. I told you, he lived offside. Like, literally, yeah. he stayed on the, he stayed on the top shoulder but so to try and stretch us. So, they always had an out ball. And even when we brought on Leon Bailey, Leon Bailey's probably faster than Ishmael Asar. You know, we couldn't find an out ball because guess why we couldn't find an out ball? Because look where their two bloody centre halves are. But then he had... No, there was know, no space for... I, I don't recall... I don't recall too many people running with the ball. That was it. But the same with Newcastle. We didn't. I'd say we didn't dribble the ball once against Newcastle. Yeah. And look, once again, look, look, just, just bringing it up. Here's the Newcastle uh, position map. Like, like, what's going on here? Where, why yeah. isn't Daddy Watkins here beside thirty three? Whoever that was, Fabian Schär. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just no need, and there's like even the Newcastle one is a little bit more balanced because the, the two the two players are two playing centers. a bit wider. And two, yeah, <laughs> but it's but like you can see, like if you're expecting Philip Coutinho to pick up the ball here in midfield with his back to goal and do something brilliant when everybody's on his toes, and this is what I mean by the system takes time. The system must take time, and, mm. and the players probably should be a bit. You know, you need to think you'll be a bit smarter. Listen, lads, we know Douglas Luis has the ball. He's going to be playing the ball low into Coutinho. Let's get the feck away from him. Let's give him space. You know, if anybody here has ever played Junior B Hurling in, in, in Ireland, it's you drive the ball in as far as you can to one man and you give him all the space in the world because he's going to need it to try and get the ball. Um, and Junior B is probably the lowest grade of Hurling. Best grade of Hurling, but the lowest grade of Hurling you'll ever play in. Um, for all our overseas uh, listeners, that one's completely on dead ears, but I enjoyed it, and that's all that matters. Um, <laughs> but yeah, look. So what I'm saying here is that look, when I'm talking about tweaks and stuff like that, we can see here that this is this is the Leeds game, and and, and the Leeds game is, is it, the Leeds one is even even more balanced again. I think in 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 ways because you know you can see that there was space here. You can see that Coutinho could pick up ball, and that Ali Watkins obviously made those runs. Ali Watkins is right in between the two centre halves here, but you know where we have it here, it's it's just everybody's on top of everyone's toes, and exactly the same here. You know exactly yeah. the same here. Um, and the Leeds one is probably more balanced because they attacked down both sides as well, and would have would have would have yeah. affected how we had to line up as well. Yeah, I just want to bring up something as well because the creativity piece and another another reason that I think that I'm now coming down the side of that. Yes, the players need to be a small bit better. Everybody knows that. That's 100. percent Like you've got you've got a Douglas Luiz, a Brazilian international there who's 
faltered in some games. You've John McGinn, who's the hero for Scotland. How many goals he scored for Scotland? Being underutilized in the system, I know, but still doesn't really grab things by the balls and get and get things going. Um, you've got Ali Watkins. You would have hoped he would have been on the plane to Doha. Doesn't look like he's going to be going to be uh, on current form. So yes, the players do need to do need to step up. Maddie Cash needs to step up. Um, I know I have maligned Ashley Young for coming on for him, but Matty Cash needs to really understand how to play for that far up the field because um, he's he's pretty wasteful um, up there at times. Um, and that's not a not saying drop him, fantastic player. I just you know he needs to he just needs a small bit more composure up there. But I sent you on something today. I I actually went through every single goal. Now this is uh, some of these goals are up for. Um, uh, you know they're 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 up for uh, I suppose conversation, but I took the I took it from Footmob as to how Footmob dictated the goal was scored. So was it in regular play? Was it in the counter attack? Was it a corner? Whatever. And when I when I look through the goals, so since Stephen Gerrard has taken over, we've scored four total goals on counter attack. We've scored four total goals from corners. We've scored six from regular play and Reese James scored an own goal. When we've won games, in the games we've won under Steven Gerrard, we've scored three goals from corners, we've scored two from counter-attacks, and we've scored two from regular play. So when we get goals from set pieces and from corners, we're still we're still a bit reliant on that for my liking. Great to get it. It's fantastic. But if you're scoring more goals from corners than you are from regular play, does that not kind of tell you that, that, that you know, especially specifically in wins, does that not kind of tell you that maybe there's a small, small little tweak to be made to the system? We're not throwing the baby out with the bat water. It can be fixed. It can be fixed. I just fucking wish it was fixed last week and not, not have to be fixed this week going into the game against Brighton. <laughs> Look, it should have been fixed against Leeds, to be honest. <laughs> you know, we had done Leeds enough to We scored three goals and we were all able to blame Tyrone Mings. <laughs> <laughs> Paddy, I'm just I'm just talking the truth. Like we came away from Leeds, going we're going to going to Europe. If it wasn't for Mings, we would have won, and we would have probably won if it wasn't for Tyrone Mings and that and that's and that city clearance. But but Newcastle was a team effort of of dreadful play, and Watford yeah. wasn't much better. We also would have lost that game only for Tyrone Mings too, who made a couple right. of timely challenges and played one off the line. So. Well, when yeah. he played off the line straight away, they got a corner from that, and then Gordy, yeah. uh, <laughs> he still stopped it going in. <laughs> I talk about deleting tweets because I put up, I goes, and there was me, there was me giving out about Tyrone Mings, and he's just after making one of the best off the line clearances I've ever seen. And literally, as I pressed send, boom, in from Lorente, and I delete, delete, delete tweet quickly because I don't have enough, I don't have enough battery. My phone would have gone dead from uh, everyone tweeting me. Um, <laughs> yeah. But but look, I suppose, look, horrible, horrible loss the weekend. Horrible, horrible loss the weekend before. Horrible, horrible draw the weekend before that. And there's no kind of shying away from it. But, you know, the proof is in the pudding. Where the players are lining up is very strange. Whether that's down to the players not being able to play the formation or not having enough time in the formation, I think it's, I think it's a little from column A, a little from column B. So I think... When when the honest conversations, Stephen Gerrard says they're happening, I think they are. I hope that they are honest, and um, I hope that the honest conversations lead to honest answers, and those honest answers lead to honest performances. 
and then we can start to claw our way back up the back up the table to wherever wherever we finish is where we deserve to finish at this stage. You know, mm. but but uh, we need to start. I'd, that I'd love on to know Saturday. who he's having the, the honest conversations with because I think the only the only victim of all these honest conversations since Stephen Jarrod came in is Matt Target. So <laughs> you know, it has to improve. If if we if we mm. play anywhere like if we set up anywhere like we did against Watford, Brighton are going to do exactly the same thing. Trossard, McAllister, Mopoy, they they they'll they'll run at us on the break and we'll we'll concede as well. Seb is bang on and dead right. Start yeah. with clean sheets, and I'm no, I'm mm-hmm. no tactical genius, but when you've got Tyrone Wings playing defence and no one else, you know you're always susceptible to concede goals. And look, that's the way. That's why I cannot believe that this team was sent out to play like this. But then again, if the, what were they sent out to play? If it was this convoluted that they got this wrong on the field. You to convolute in there. I, I just think that it's just not simplified enough for anybody. I think it's overcomplicated. The system seems overcomplicated. When when you've got weapons in there like Buendia, Coutinho, Ramsey, McGinn, they're not being utilized in the right way. They haven't been for the last well, for the first well. The second 15 minutes against Leeds, yes. But they haven't been utilised in the right way other than that in these last three games. And like we've seen what, we've seen the damage McGinn can do. We've seen the damage Ramsey can do. We haven't seen any damage from Cash or from Dean. It's time to go back to basics. Um, I would like to finish, if we're going to stop talking about this, so I want to, I want to say it before it's over. The, the positives that came out of the weekend... Number one, Emmy Martinez is still our saviour. He was absolutely immense. World-class saves, 100%. 10 out of 10 for me. himself, 97% of the time effective. There was a a performance there, a very composed, measured performance, which was probably overlooked. And for me, I'm happy to have him now. I wasn't so overjoyed when we signed him. But I thought Callum Chambers looked like a footballer at the weekend. He's very relaxed on the ball. His passing was excellent. His positional sense from defensive uh, set pieces, I thought, was excellent. So, I I think we might we might be onto a winner there with, with Callum Chambers. I don't know how much of it he's going to get, but uh, do we see him in that defensive midfield pl- uh, position at the weekend when we have Edri Conta back? I think that is ideal for me. I think that would be the way forward starting this weekend, but we'll just have to wait and see. Can anyone see what it, what Neil? So, if anybody wants to know what Neil looks like when he wants to say "fuck it," yeah, that's exactly what I want. But also wants to keep his powder dry because it's a long week there, and he could change his mind. What I just did there for the last four or five seconds—that's exactly what I look like. So, if you ever play me in a game of poker and you want to see my bluffing face, that was pretty much it. But I do think that uh, that uh, Callum Chambers, yeah, <coughs> yeah. Um, th- what I'd say is, what's to be lost by it? What's to be lost by it? Um, Very little. And I think that I think you know, I think if he if he's opening himself up to to trying new things now, and and taking this season for what it is and building for next season, that's what he's got to be looking at. Because to, for me, 
I thought Callum Chambers was excellent at the weekend. And other, other than Emmy Martinez, he was man of the match for me. Um, he was a leader. It was very quiet at the weekend and you could hear him and you could see him talking. And it's great that we have someone like that in there because you could hear Mings as well. So between the two of them, there could be a very decent partnership there. If not, Callum Chambers sitting in front of him and protecting him. Do, do you know uh, what I'm reluctant of, Paddy, is I'm reluctant of saying it now because it's Monday and we'll have four days of, you know, then being pissed off when it doesn't happen on Saturday. Well, look, I, know, I, I, I don't think it's going well. We'll have the preview and we'll have everything. We'll be like, the more I think of it, yeah, Chambers, Chambers. If he doesn't start, and then by the time Friday comes, I'll be banging the table going, if he doesn't start Chambers, we burn the place down. You know, so that's why I don't want to get there either because it's very easy to get from A to B when there's nothing going on during the week. And we can't change it from Monday to, Monday to Friday. It can only be changed on Saturday, you know, so. Um, mm. And, I'm, I'm, look. and I, I'm, I'm saying now he's probably not going to do that, so I won't be pissed off if it doesn't happen. This is just my opinion of what I think should happen because I can't imagine. Well, it, put it to you this way. From what I just said, I, I'd find it hard to drop him. Well, well, my my questioning is why why wasn't House brought on and Chambers pushed the right back? We probably would have drawn it all. Maybe <laughs> that, we'd be sitting here going, <laughs> well, at least they didn't lose. <laughs> but look, uh, I, I I think if we get the back the back five or six sorted, the 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 guys we have in reserve or on on the on the pitch at any given time are well capable. Of going and dismantling any defense, but if we if we if we leave it wide open like we did at the weekend, we're going to lose games because of it. And that's exactly it. You know, we will defend better when not everybody is up attacking. You know, the schoolboy mentality, the school, yeah, school, school yard mentality is is fine, but throwing throwing players mm. at, at attack, and I and I have to think, you know. You can call it bad, bad body language from Jared, but the last two games, the last five, five, six, seven, eight minutes, Jared has been slumped in his chair. You can call it bad mm. body language, but sometimes maybe he's looking at it going, What are they doing out there? You know, what are they doing? You know, maybe I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just talking out loud, you know, but that's why I think that I think and. Be whatever, be whatever you want. Have your own opinions, but whatever you want. My opinion of it is that there's probably there's enough blame to go around, you know, from between players and 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 formation, and that uh, as I say, it's you know the, the, they were going to have to find a, a solution to it one way or another. But I think that it can be found. Well, that's my for all, for all it's worth. That's my solution. If if he has to bring Conza back in. I wouldn't yeah. be dropping Chambers. I would give him the opportunity. If that's what he's doing now, if he's finding out what his players can do, uh, put put Chambers in there in defensive midfield and, and shake it up a little bit. And uh, I, I think I think we'll do much better at that. I think there'll be a lot more protection. Was it a great Aston Villa manager said one time, we don't get too highs with the get too high with the highs and we don't get too low with the lows? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I always say when, when, when you see a goalkeeper coming up for a corner, you know you're in the shit. That that actually annoyed me, Paddy. I must yeah. say that really annoyed me when he when you were playing against Watford and you're one 0 down in ninety fifth minute because there was tons of injury time played because they were dropping like flies, um, and then Emmy Martinez came up. I went, that's yeah. problematic. When you've got yeah. Coutinho, 
you've got Bailey, you've got yeah, look, we won't get into it because we could be here for another 49 minutes. Just um, that, that's what you do for cup games, or that's what you do when you're Casper Schmeichel wanting to be the narcissist that he is. And he nearly oh, got I caught out. get away without you saying it. <laughs> he nearly got cut out yesterday, and I was, I was up off my seat. He went up for a corner, and the corner broke. <laughs> <laughs> I was I hoping to either to the goal or pull a hamstring, but neither happened. <laughs> um, I think that's going to do it for tonight. Look, thanks very much, everybody, for sticking around. Uh, I actually appreciate it because you know it was, it was nice to be able to talk to Patty about it, and it was nice to be able to have your comments there as well. And sorry we didn't get to all the comments, and we we will try and get to more in in future, but. Um, it's going to be a really interesting couple of weeks with Brighton at the weekend don't forget Brighton just lost 3-0 to Burnley now then again what do Burnley do Burnley cross the ball but they've got Vighorst or whatever his name is in, in uh, uh, up top now but uh, they've just come off a 3-0 loss uh, at home to Burnley so um, yeah that's a positive I would imagine um, but we will only know what we know uh, come Saturday when the team sheet is out. And I think it's going to be one of those team sheet tantrums that you're not going to want to miss. So tune in for the team sheet tantrum on Saturday. And we'll also be back with a preview as well um, before the week we is over as well. But we yeah. have also got two prizes to give away this week. So don't miss the preview and don't miss we the do. team sheet tantrum. We have uh, a signed Brian Little book we and do. we have a box set from Six Ox. So they're yes, back indeed. They're back. So, in. Socks are back in stock. Yes, which is great. I have the they're just outside arm's length, so I can't put them on screen. So <laughs> we need to get we need to get a beautiful assistant to hold things up, just like in the prices <laughs> right. Or like that. That's next year's. That's next year's edition of the yeah. podcast. Everyone, thanks so much. Jesus, it's half past ten, nearly bedtime. Monday, the twenty first of February. Thanks very much for listening to our musings. Hopefully, it made sense. Hopefully, some of you agreed with it. If you didn't. That's okay too, because that's what we're here for. We like to hear all sides of the coin. But thanks so much. And uh, everybody, have a fantastic evening and have a fantastic week and stay safe. And we'll chat to you later on. Up the villa. Up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.